Worship team, come to the stage. Worship team, come to the stage. Evan, come to the stage.
Community Church, how's everybody doing this morning? If we can make our way back to our seats as we get ready to step into the presence of God this morning. But before we start, can we just give a shout of praise to our Father for waking us up this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We have our church picnic today, so I get to taste all you guys' food and judge you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm excited because you guys all make great food. So if you see me scoping the area and not grabbing my plate, that's, that means that I'm waiting until everybody grabs their plate so I can do what I got to do, right? So, so I can eat the way I want to eat with nobody watching me. So I'm excited today to hang out with you guys and just, and just, and just be a part of this family that we have. And I want to encourage you guys, please do not talk to the same people. And don't get mad that the same person ain't talking to you, right? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to, we can grow in a family together. It's okay for my best friend to go talk to somebody else's best friend. It's okay, right? I want to encourage you guys to meet new people, hang out with new people, and talk to new people. Seriously, please. I want to get to know all you guys. I'm sure you guys want to know about me. I'm sure you guys want to know about everybody. Speak to different people. I get it. We got best friends. We got soulmates. But change it, please. Come on. Can we, can, can we get something different today? Right? Can we get something different today? So uh, before we start with our worship, can we all stand? Can we all stand? Can we all stand in the morning, this morning? And I just want to honor our Father. And I just want to take a moment of silence just for us to think. Think on the things that our Lord has done for us this week. Think on the things that our God has got us through this week. You know, we often forget going through this busy, busy week of the things that our God has done for us, right? So can we just relax for a little bit, align our hearts? And just think about the thing that God got us through this week. Lord, Lord, come now, Father. Fill us up, fill us up, fill us up, fill us up, fill us up. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you just for allowing us to be here today, Father. Just for allowing us to worship you today, Lord. Father, I thank you just for just bringing us together and being able to just learn more about each other today, Lord. So, Father, as we get ready to just be together today, Father, I ask that you align our hearts with you today, Lord, and allow us to receive what you have for us this morning, Lord. Let us know that we are nothing without you, Father. Let the people know, even though they haven't been with you long, you've always been with them. Let the people who aren't believing in you right now know that you want them. That you, that you want them to just grab you, that you want them to, to just reach their hands out and say, help. Father, I ask that you take away any spirit, any spirit that does not align with you today, Lord, so that we can gain more of you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. He's so good to us, right? The Lord is so good. He's so good, he's so good, he's so good.
Come on, let's give them praise. Let's give them praise. Let's give them praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are our rock and our foundation. We give you honor and we give you glory, Lord. And we thank you that no matter what comes our way, that you're there with us. That you are our protector, you are our defender, you are our deliverer, and you are our healer. Lord, we thank you for this day and this moment. And we thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys may be seated. What a beautiful day. Looks like it's going to be a nice day for a picnic. Amen. So we were, we got an advanced crew that has kind of gone down there to get everything set up. So when we get down there, we can, we can eat pretty quickly. So it's going to be a good time today. I always look forward every year to, to this day and getting to know people better and spending time. So um, it's, it's right at Plum Street Park. If you need a ride, please let somebody know. Don't be like, oh, yeah, I was going to go, but, you know, I didn't have a ride, man. Like, you didn't ask anybody. Nobody even knew. So, like, help us out. Let somebody, you know, let us know that you need a ride down there, and it'll be a good time um, just a few minutes away. So I, I just have a really short message uh, for you guys today. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the most excellent way. That's the title of my message. So I'm just going to pray real quick, and we're going to get right into it, kind of keep things moving. Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that uh, your word does not come back void, that it does exactly uh, what it's supposed to do every time. Lord, and I pray that you would have this church rooted and grounded in love. Lord, we, we don't seek a religious experience, but we, we seek a relationship with the one true God. So, Lord, let us draw close to you, Lord. Maybe you be glorified by this message, and may the people be edified in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, I was reading a story that in 1977, they actually had to recall a cookbook. Now, I've, I've heard of cars being recalled. I've heard of appliances being recalled you know, uh, electronics being recalled. But this was the first time I've ever heard of a cookbook being recalled. And so it was, it was, um, it was put out by uh, Women's Day magazine, and it was, uh, it was a magazine all about cooking, like recipes for the crock pot, right? And, you know, if you guys like crock pots, anybody here like crock pots, right? You get the food, you put it in there, you know, you make it right, and you, you let it, and you know, you come home from work or wherever you're at for the day, and boom, right, dinner's ready. So this was a whole entire cookbook of just recipes for your crock pot. And one particular recipe was, it was like some sort of dessert that, that you would make, and the problem was is that because they left out one ingredient, your crock pot would actually blow up when you cook this particular thing. And it would send glass everywhere. 
And, and what happened is the recipe was like um, you'd get a can of sweet condensed milk and you were supposed to put it in your crock pot, but the ingredient they left out was water. You were supposed to put water in there and then as you heated it in your crock pot, that like sweet condensed milk became like a pudding and then that pudding would go on top of the, on top of the dessert. But if you didn't put water in it, then boom, your crock pot would just totally explode. It would just, that thing like became a little bomb like in your kitchen. So it's just crazy that, you know, you miss one ingredient, you're trying to make dessert for your family, and because of one ingredient, right, it'll, it'll, it could literally blow up in your face. So uh, just like that, there's an ingredient that if we don't add it into our faith and we don't add it into our Christian walk, it, it'll make everything basically meaningless, this ingredient is so important that the Apostle John says uh, in, in, in 1 John 4, it says that you will know that you've passed from death to life if you have this ingredient. Jesus said that people will know that you are my disciples if you have this ingredient. Faith works by this ingredient. Everything works by this by this ingredient totally, and if you didn't guess it by now, that ingredient is love. Amen? Amen. So we're going to read a, a scripture verse here. Um, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 12, 29 is where we're going to start, and then we're going to go right into 1 Corinthians 13. So if you want to find your place there, and you know, we've been kind of hovering a while in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14. And, you know, it's a lot about how the Holy Spirit gives us gifts and he wants us to operate in those gifts and those spiritual gifts when they're properly used become these incredible tools in our toolbox that we're able to use to evangelize and build up the body of Christ. But then sandwiched right in the middle is this chapter of love 1 Corinthians 13, and everything that we are to do in the Christian faith is supposed to be filtered through love. Amen? So 1 Corinthians 12, 29, it says, earnestly desire the best gifts. We've been hearing that, right, the past few weeks. Earnestly desire the best gifts, but yet I show you a more excellent way. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. What's he saying there? That you can, you can speak and you can talk about the things of God, but if you don't do it through love, you become like a banging gong or a clanging cymbal. How would you like if I just stood right next to you and just grabbed some cymbals and just started banging them in your ear, right? That's actually how some people who act like Christians, that's what they sound like to people. Like, if I, if I, if I just am standing on a corner, if I go right in front of Moe's and I just get up on a, on a box and just say, you guys are all going to hell, and then just go back in my house, 
I mean, there, there might be some truth to it that, you know, if you, if you leave this earth and you don't get saved, you will go to hell. But do you think that I've moved the ball forward in any way in that? Or if I, if I, if I go across the street to, and, and find the worst drug addict over there and say, you know what? I know what it is to want that next hit. But I also know what it is to be walking with the Lord and be free from that and live life and live it more abundantly. See, if, if we're not operating in love, if we're just talking down to people, and sometimes, you know, I'm all about we need to stand up for what we believe in and not compromise. But there's a way to do that. There's a way to do that. And I think that some Christians, like, they, they want to... They, they be like a no compromise person and they want to speak the truth but if you don't speak the truth in love guess what you just sound like a a banging symbol or or you know and nobody wants to know that how good you speak in tongues but you're like a wicked person right so without love you're just going to sound like a clanging symbol verse 2 and though i have the gift of prophecy and i understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. And I don't know about you, but I think that's a pretty, that's like a pretty tough verse of scripture, like, okay, like, if I'm prophesying to people, I understand all the mysteries, I, I have faith to move mountains, and it doesn't say, well, you know, then you got some work to do if you don't have love. No, it says that you have nothing. That you literally have nothing. That if you're not operating in love, that what you do, your motives, Jesus cares about your motives. It's not just about what you do. It's about what's in your heart. That's the most important thing. Verse 3, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. So again, if, if my works are, are not done from a pure heart, because it says that all our, at the end, at, at the end we're going to stand at a judgment and all our works are going to be judged. Did we truly do it for the Lord? Or did we do it out of a place where everybody was like, oh wow, look how awesome they are. Look how giving they are. Look how holy they are, Right? Because you can do things in, in Jesus' name, but it's not to glorify Jesus, it's to glorify yourself. And that's what he's talking there. If you're not doing it out of a heart of love, then really you have nothing. And, you know, like when it comes to this whole subject that we've been talking about, like with, with, with spiritual gifts, what can happen is... The spiritual gifts will get out of order because people will make it about themselves so that they can impress everybody with how spiritually deep they are. And it's not about benefiting the body. If I'm, if, if I'm doing things out of love, I'm thinking about other people. I'm thinking about how it affects other people. The manifestation of the Spirit is given for the profit of the entire body, not to glorify any one person. So... If I'm operating in a heart of love, that's always in the back of my mind. Okay, how does this affect other people? 
And when I, when I realize that this is going to affect other people in a positive way, that's when I can let those kind of things rip because I know that I'm doing out of a heart of love. Like, there was a, I heard a story of a guy, he got to spend some time with Oral Roberts. And, you know, if you don't know who Oral Roberts is, he was a you know, popular healing evangelist back in the day and a lot of notable miracles and and there was a, a bunch of young pastors that got to spend time with him, and they said to him, they said, well, you know, how to, when, when you got to go out, you know you got to pray for all those people, and people are come expecting uh, miracles and stuff, like, is there a special prayer that you do? Like, do you ask the Lord for a special anointing? He said, no. He said, I, I asked Jesus for his compassion on the people. He said, when I, have, when I have the compassion of Jesus and a sick person walks in and my, my, my heart's in line with Jesus' will for that person, that's when the gifts of healing will flow. So you've got to do all this on the foundation of love. And so what is love? Verse 4, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. And it's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity. But rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. And the next verse says love never fails. So that's what love is. And so I would just ask you today, if you had to grade yourself and you had to look at like, okay, this is love. Am I loving my neighbor like this? Am I loving my friends and family like this? How would you rate? How would you rate? Would you be like a C student? Would you be an A student? Or would you be an E student? The good news is, is that if you're like, ah, you know, I'm kind of like a D minus. The good news is that you can mature in love and you can grow in the spirit. And even if you feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I need to really grow in this area, you can grow in love, right? The fruit of the spirit, the first one is love. That's the main fruit of the spirit. So, you know, as you draw close to the Lord, you can grow in these things. You can grow in these traits. And love is something that you can definitely grow in. But how do you grow in love? Like, you can't just, like, white-knuckle it. Like, all right, I'm going to try to love everybody. I, I kind of hate people, but I'm going to try to do, be really loving to everybody. That's not going to work. Or you'll be like, all right, well, I need to grow in love, so I'm going to find somebody who I really don't like. And then I'm going to ask them to come to dinner with me or I'm going to have them come over my house and I'm just going to put up with them so I can grow, so I can grow in love, right? None of that, none of that's going to work. As a matter of fact, like, you're not going to grow in love through self-effort. And, and I said a million times, religion has one message, try harder. That's not the message that you'll hear here. Hear. The message is that you need to push more into Jesus, that you need to grow closer to Christ. Now, it's one thing for us to say, you know, I want to 
I want to love Jesus more. But you got to understand that the love that we're talking about, the love that we just read about, that's not human kind of love. That's a God kind of love. That's the love that comes from God. So that love doesn't, it's not inside of us. We can't tap into it. We have to go to the source of love. The Bible says that we love because he loved us first. And what we need to do is we need to constantly be reminded of how much God truly loves us. How much that God truly loves us, that you are deeply loved by God, that you are his child, that you are fully accepted in him, in Christ, that you are loved in the exact same way that the Father loves the Son. And that's a revelation. And that's not worked for, that's received. That's received. You receive the truth. It's not about what you're doing, it's about who you are in Christ. And when you're able to receive the love of God in your life, then guess what? That love comes in and flows into you, and then it's able to overflow to your neighbors and your coworkers and your spouse and your family. But that love comes from spending more time with God and receiving the love of God and meditating on the love of God. And the greatest way, if you've ever had a question about the way that God loves you, you can just look at the cross. The Bible says there's no greater love than for somebody to lay down their life for their friends. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. The Bible also says that before you ever were, that God knew you. That, that when he died on the cross, because he's the lamb that's slain before the foundation of the world, that he literally knew you. That he knew you would come and he knew that you would need a savior. And he died for you in your place for your sins. Do you ever want to question how much God loves you? He loves you this much. He loves you that much. And we're going to look back at that right now and we're going to take the Lord's Supper together. If you didn't get a communion cup when you came in, you could just sort of raise your hand and we'll have an usher come around to you. He loved you so much that he gave his body to be whipped so that you could be healed. And he loved you so much that he shed his blood so that you could be forgiven of all your sins. That you could be redeemed. The only way that we can show love to, to, to a broken world 
is when we know how much that we're loved. That's the only way. If you never get to that point in your life where you don't realize the way that God loves you, it's going to be tough for you to love other people. Well, you don't understand. I mean, I, I love God. I just don't love myself. Well, you're trampling on the blood of Christ because he died because he loves you. That's the value that he puts on you. You can go ahead and take the bread out. Lord, we thank you for your body that was whipped and beaten. And Lord, we thank you for your word that by your stripes, we are healed. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that if there's anybody here today that's suffering from any type of physical ailment, any type of physical disease, I pray that they would be healed as we take this body, as we look back on the cross at the price that was paid at the atonement. I pray for total and complete healing in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and take the bread. The blood of Jesus cleanses you from all sins. Somebody say all. All sins. All sins. It's not that, oh, well, you know, it was like the, the little sins got washed away, but the bad sins still stay, and we're still kind of working that out. Listen, in the mind of God, it is finished. Amen. It is finished. The Lord doesn't see you as a work in progress. He sees you as finished because he doesn't start a thing until he finishes it. And the good work that he started in you, he'll bring you to completion. But he died so that you could be free. And his love fulfills the law. His love fulfills the law. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your blood so that we could be justified, just as if we'd never sinned. We thank you, Lord, that your blood has made us into the righteousness of Christ. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for today. We thank you for freedom in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup. Lord, I thank you for your healing, and I thank you for your forgiveness. Lord, may we be a church that never loses its first love. That there was a day that when I came here and I said that we'll be here for the least and the lost and the broken and whoever's out there and whoever isn't accepted by the rest of the world and who the people that, that, that have been given up on, let us love the unlovable, Lord. Help us to do that, Lord. Help us to be a people who manifest your love to, to, a, to a dark world. Lord, and I pray that there's anybody in here, Lord, that they're just, they're having a hurdle 
to, to understand the way that you love them. I just pray that they would just receive just a fresh baptism of your love today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to finish up today by uh, taking today's offering. So if I could have the ushers come forward. And I just simply just asked you to pray. Pray about what the Lord would have you give. Don't try to figure it out, and, you know, or let me get my spreadsheet out and fin figure it out. And I got $7.62 that I can give this week. Pray to the Lord. Say, Lord, what would you have me give? And then just be faithful to whatever he tells you to give. And he'll bless you. He'll bless you every time. If you'd like to give electronically, there's some way up on the screen. There's also a QR code that you could, uh, that you could scan on your bulletins as you came in. I'll just pray. Lord, thank you for, thank you for everything that you've given us. Lord, especially you gave your son. You gave your son, Lord. And because you're a giver, we are givers. Lord, and I thank you that you will provide for every need that we have in abundance through your riches and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as the ushers, go ahead, you guys can go forward. So Plum Street Park. If you don't know where it is, just kind of grab somebody and just say, hey, I'm not sure how to get there. It's super easy to get to. It's like less than five minutes away. Like, please come. Don't be a person who comes to service and, like, doesn't go to the picnic. Like, please come to the picnic. It's going to be a great time. Um, all you got to do is you just simply, when, when you come out on the main road, you make a left. You follow that down Merchant Street. It'll, or uh, down Dust Avenue, that'll come to Merchant Street. You'll make another left, and you'll follow that down. And as you get ready to go around that, like, big bend, don't go there. Just go to the left again. That'll take you to a T and make another left. So you're going to go left, 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 and left. <laughs> and when you get there, you'll just take a little road. It'll act, you're going to go, it, it'll look like you're going down a dead end. You'll make a left. And you can just go ahead and park on the grass and everybody will be there and it'll be a good time. Amen. Lord, I, I just, I thank you for family. I thank you for family, Lord. And I thank you that we get to spend time with our family today. Lord, I thank you for the people who are going to be baptized today. And I thank you for all the laughs, the smiles, the joy, the happiness, the connections that are going to be made the food that's going to be there, Lord. I pray that you would bless it, make it nourishment to our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'll see you guys over there.